It's the Muppets Minute Show with O's Nick and Annie. Yay! Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about Muppets Take Manhattan, Minute 52. Minute 52 starts with Piggy imagining and ends with baby Ralph tickling the ivories. Yeah, he's really getting into it, too. He certainly is. Love it. So the minute starts off, uh, we're still in the uh, horse and carriage ride with Piggy and Kermit. And uh, Kermit is still looking very aloof. And Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to stop giving Hermit a, Kermit a hard time, but it's okay. No, this is bad. Like, like, and it's so funny because we know Jim is very good at showing Kermit's emotions. So, yeah. this is yeah. intentional. So, what? Do, so, I mean, what is he trying to tell us here? Like, we we kind of talked about it yesterday, but I mean. It's just like you know, I I, I didn't it didn't really dawn on me till I was watching this minute a little bit that like this is intentional because normally we're like oh look at look at Kermit didn't even say a thing and I know what he's feeling right and right 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 here if we're to go with our gut and what he's feeling he's almost like he doesn't want to be there yeah I mean I don't know if I would go so that far even me I don't even know if I go that far I feel like he's what sad what and we're getting. Care. Yeah, it's just he just seems to be tolerating her. I don't know. I mean, it just seems kind of like mixed mixed messages, mm. more mixed messages, which is all I get from Kermit. Like Piggy is just one message, which is funny. It's almost <laughs> it's funny because it's like it's almost like a re- role reversal because usually it's like the female who's like the complicated one and you can't figure them out or at least that's how, you know, the media portrays them or the yeah. or the the fictional pop culture or whatever it is is portraying there the you female go, but stereotyping I, women again yeah i mean i am because that's the way that the, that they're stereotyped in in uh, in you know these sorts of movies and television shows but i feel like they've turned it on their head here because kermit is the one who is the complicated one we never really know what he's thinking right. uh we always know what piggy's thinking so yeah, yeah. it's 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 just in a little interesting dynamic i don't know um yeah, yeah. I mean, good. I don't really have much more say than you already have. Well, I so. mean, good thing we won't run into any more female stereotypes here uh, in this week, right? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so Piggy is imagining, is, is wanting to go ahead and, and imagine, um, what if they met, like, when they were babies? What if they met a long time ago? Much this sooner, is actually really says. sweet. Yeah. It's very it sweet. Is. I always remember this. And I mean, I think that this was actually probably the most popular um, or most memorable sequence of this movie. Like, oh, I feel like this sure. is obvious. I mean, obviously, the, it, it, it sprung a television series that was very popular. But mm-hmm. it's also like, I think the thing that people remember about this movie is this upcoming sequence. Um, so, yeah, I also wanted to point out, I'm pretty sure... I don't remember if we talked about this already, but this isn't the this is not a green screen shot, correct? This is an actual shot of them on the carriage, I would imagine. I, I think it. I think so. I mean, okay. based on everything else we saw, there's no reason it's not. Yeah, um, but doesn't it look almost fake at times? It is does, that which why? is why I asked because yeah. I was just like, I know that they're obviously have a rig set up to where the the 
you know, the Muppets are working on this carriage. So it would seem like a waste not to use it as like a little mini mobile set. But uh, but yeah, it looks almost fake. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. The the reason that, well, I mean, two reasons why I don't think it is, but I, I know exactly what you mean, because I looked at the background and I had to think about that, too. But I mean, we have the other shots. We know they're physically there in a horse and carriage in Central Park. We know exactly. that for a fact. Yeah. So in, unless the lighting was bad or something like that, there's, there's really no reason to have to recreate it. Number two, I mean, just the it's not flat lighting on the um, carriage itself. You could see the lighting change as they move. And that's hard to do in front of a green screen. Like, that's a good yeah that's a good point it yeah. looks I mean when you look when you look at it that way and you just look at the front portion it does look like realistic movement right so right. yeah yeah but anyway it's you know not a big deal but just something I wanted to point out no Before I'm, gl- we go I'm into glad the, you uh, did because I, I wasn't even gonna say anything but I totally thought the same thing for a second look at that so we transition into the nursery and the Muppet baby sequence is this the first dream sequence in this movie? The only dream sequence in this movie? I think it is. Because uh, I feel yeah. like we have a dream sequence in every movie, right? We had Piggy Piggy imagining um, uh, in Muppet movie, we have her at the fair. Having the montage, her, right? Yes, yes, the montage. And then in Muppet Caper, we had the whole synchronized swimming bit. Mm-hmm. Was that also Piggy's fantasy? Yeah. I think it was. Of yeah. Course, and yeah. so so Piggy essentially gets a fantasy sequence in every movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it's actually pretty apropos. So I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have baby Piggy sitting on the on the floor. I used to have that stuffed animal. I just need to point that out. I, I'm pretty sure I had them all as well. Yeah. Even <laughs> I mean, Muppet babies were, were gigantic in the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Um so, you know, before we get into the song, let's actually let's talk a little bit about the Muppet Baby. So, you know, they they knew they had something on on their hands here. Let me let me read from you. This is out of the um, Red Book, which is Jim Henson's like kind of diary that he kept. We, mm-hmm. We've been reading a lot about off of the Red Book the past few seasons. So, um. The idea of baby versions of the characters had started to percolate a couple of years earlier in the Henson Art Department. Illustrator Sue Venning was working on a mini book called The Muppet Show Bill. And as Michael Frith described, Jim suggested, quote, wouldn't it be great in that tiny little book to have tiny little pictures of the Muppets as their tiny little selves? In other words, as babies. Um, so it was too late to put them in that book, but everyone found the idea charming and funny. So, uh, they, they, the art department went to work and started throwing around different ideas. They actually made some, uh, they, they, they told the workshop to mock up some models. They made the puppets and they were like, all right, everybody loves these. We have to figure out how to get them into the next project we do, which happened to be Muppets Take Manhattan. So the... Muppet Baby concept actually was a precursor to this movie, is what you're saying. It they, was. It, okay. They, they, they had the concept, and they were like, we have to somehow write it into this movie. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. 
So the timeline is really interesting here because the movie was released in theaters on July 13th, 1984. Muppets premiered, the Muppet Babies premiered on CBS on September 15th, 1984. Wow. So uh, it was... uh, January, February, March, April, April of 84, where CBS actually committed to the idea of doing the Muppet Babies cartoon. So they had a deal to do the Muppet Babies cartoon before Muppets Take Manhattan was even released in theaters. Wow, that's crazy. They knew what they had, though. They I knew mean- what they had. And that's that's why you'll hear, you'll see a lot of stories that, that, I mean, Muppets Take Manhattan was really the vehicle that they knew they were, were launching something else inside of it because you know they they already had merchandise uh we talked a little bit about merchandise earlier this season um you know the toothbrushes remember um there's a huge line of products they already had plush they already had all this stuff and so everything you know all the merchandise was related to that And, and and the mud babies sold a ton of merchandise they that that's really what kept them afloat for so long Muppet Babies actually ran for seven seasons, 107 episodes. Wow. Really? That many? Yeah, I had no idea either. 84 to 91. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I definitely remember watching that as a kid, but I would have been watching it maybe a little later, later 80s. Yeah. 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 They, they, They rushed out the last season. Um, basically, they knew it was going to come be coming to an end. They wanted to move on to other things. They kind of rushed out that last season to get it over the hundred mark because the hundred mark means syndication, right? Uh, and so they needed those hundred episodes. So they, and not that the last season was bad. They just like, like basically two seasons came out like back to back, um, and uh, and and so they they went over the hundred mark and it went into syndication and it was. Uh, in this in syndication, well into the two thousands. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching it even as I grew older. Like I remember seeing it on TV. So I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it really was a it was an interesting marketing idea back then. I mean, you, you know, they do that these days, and you don't really think of them doing stuff like this back then. But Henson knew he had something, and he. He was very intrigued with the idea of doing the animation, so he, you know, he made sure to make this movie a kind of the vehicle for um, that that cartoon that would come out just a couple months later. And after the movie, like you'll a lot of the newspaper articles, everything, like there's a ton of buzz about the um, the Muppet Babies more than anything else out of this movie. So. Right. Well, I was going to say about the the merchandising thing. It seems like mm-hmm. he um, took a cue from his good friend, George Lucas. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he knew what he had there. He knew it was going to be all about merchandise. And uh, and he really uh, um, but 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 he set a certain standard of quality control for Muppet Babies um, right around this time. Uh, it was. They were really starting the whole Saturday morning cartoon thing. That was a, that, that was they were really programming for that. And at the time, it was mostly stuff based on toys like GI Joe, um, just like kind of kind of dumbed down entertainment for kids. Um, and so he wanted to 
keep the same kind of educational and kind of deep storyline. He wanted to teach as well as entertain, um, kind of along the Sesame Street line. And uh, so that was really important to him and that he made sure to maintain that quality and um, shop Muppet Babies around for, for somebody who was going to really help him you know, allow him to keep that quality control. So that's good. Ended up with CBS and a lot of people, I think it's becoming more and more known now, but a lot of people don't realize that it was actually Marvel who he teamed with to produce the cartoons. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's really really crazy, right? So, uh, and and so if you go back and watch the early cartoons or, you know, the, the, the first run cartoons, the Marvel logo will actually be before, um, the cartoons. So it's Marvel productions. That's pretty cool. And then it was, uh, the animation was done by Toei animation, which did a lot of anime and also did like GI Joe and stuff like that. Um, there, I want to bring this up because this was really, really cool. I was doing research for uh, this the, these minutes. I came across a YouTube series, and it's uh, the the channel is Defunct Land, D E F U N T L A N D, Defunct Land, and I, I've seen these these guys before. They they do some amazing videos. Um, they, they really focus a lot on Disney history. So defunct Disney attractions and things like that. Mm -hmm, Nice. But they do a lot with defunct theme parks in general, uh, defunct TV stuff. So they actually did a six part series on Jim Henson and it is done extremely well, very, very well researched, deep research. And some really cool behind-the-scenes video that they uncovered and all this stuff. So go check it out. The, the, the link to this specific uh, video that, co- that covers the Muppet Babies is going to be in the, uh, at MuppetsMinute.com in our show notes for this, this minute. Um, but it's a really cool video. It's about 20 minutes long. Um, there's a ton. There, about half of it is about Muppet Babies. They also talk about Labyrinth and other things that were done around the same time. Um, but it, it digs into it, like, got a lot of our information from that. Um, that was a really good source for a lot of the things we'll be talking about this week. Um, but a really cool video. It was pretty cool. I liked learning about um, Frank Oz's sort of um, work work ethic. I don't want to say ethic, but his, his process. It was really interesting just hearing him say, like, he was a perfectionist and he, he drove people crazy, it seemed. But yeah. it's funny because this entire time we've been pointing out how how amazing the attention to detail has been. Um, and it seems like it was, you know, his, his, his craziness paid off at least, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I, the, the, I mean, the video mentions even Jim got a little annoyed at, uh, at Frank's yeah. effort as yeah, director. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess he made everybody do a lot of takes. Um, very much right. per- perfectionist, kind of honed his craft. I mean, it was his first one. Yeah, wanted um, it to be wanted it to be perfect. I get yeah, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like we said, we've we've pointed out many times how impressed we are with certain aspects of the direction yeah. in this movie. So I mean, hey, I guess you know it pays off. Some of the really cool things in that in that YouTube video um, that pertain to Muppets Take Manhattan, you'll see behind the scenes footage of Jim um, puppeteering Kermit, both from the lay down dolly. 
and we get to see him actually do remote control Kermit. You don't really get to see that very often. Um, yeah. I, I, I've really yet to uncover too many pictures of, of that, the remote control process in, in, in um, you know, happening. And there's actual video of uh, when Kermit was on the park bench with Jenny uh, and Kermit's over there, or excuse me, Kermit's over there, uh, Jim Henson's <laughs> over there remote controlling Kermit. And it's fantastic. It's a really cool video. Um, and they have behind the scenes video of uh, uh, Jim and Frank doing voice overs in the studio for the movie um just lots of cool lots of cool stuff lots of great video there so um really recommend checking that out uh, and when i get a chance i'm going to watch that entire series because there's some really good stuff there yeah i'll have to check it out um the last thing we're going to kind of spread out some things about muppet babies throughout this entire week um and really probably get into a little bit about our you know, our our take on the Muppet Babies in general. But mm-hmm. one last thing here in this minute. Uh, there's a lot of talk about why we can't find Muppet Babies on DVD. Uh, why we can't. Well, it's not on Disney Plus. Well, the new yeah. one is actually, <laughs> but not the, the of course, the new one is. But uh, the, the old one is not. Um, and so what a lot of people are saying and makes a lot of sense is it was because of that use of live footage in the Muppet Babies cartoon. If you remember back to the original Muppet Babies cartoon, yes, they would splice in a lot of real movie footage, right? So according to um, uh, this Defunctland video, uh, you know, they, they obviously used some, I remember some Star Wars, there was Indiana Jones. So it made it sound like there was no real deal in place to use that video like it was just like right. lucas and so henson now they're buddies, in trouble. <laughs> yeah. right so i i mean now that disney owns all of it, it that part shouldn't matter um i would think but right right i you know i'm sure there's some weird legal issues but the other thing is they would use footage from other studios and again from what i read and watching this video Jim may have not have actually had rights to do it, um, mm. which is really weird, right? So yeah. there was some Ghostbusters stuff and I think Back to the Future and other stuff. And then generic like other stuff like B-roll footage and then Westerns, old Westerns and things like that. Well, what's uh, funny is that it's not even Jim. I mean, the, it's amazing that the network would have allowed that, yeah. you know? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe right? things were just very different back then. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just like kind of a, you know, re- better to beg forgiveness than ask permission sort yeah, of situation. Yeah. I don't know, but that's very strange. I mean, it wouldn't have just been like Jim like shuttling off his his show to the network and them just putting it on the air. I mean, they that's would true. have to be they would have to approve it. So, yeah, I don't know. That's very strange. Is there someone that like is there someone that the networks that's their job to actually watch like a TV show that comes in that's going to air? Is that a well, thing? Uh, you know, I believe God to actually sit and watch the finished product. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know with, with my job, we work with the network and standards and practices right. all the way through. Okay. Uh, I mean, from the script stage, like, yeah. so you have, um, you have that sort of oversight, 
I mean, and nowadays things are much more litigious and think people are much more careful. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I think it's just miles away from what it would have been back in the 80s. But um, God, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if there's actually like a person whose job it is to watch the final product and make sure that it's passing muster. But I'm sure yeah. there is. I'm sure there is. So with with a TV show, is there because I know with a movie, obviously they do a few screenings and before it goes out. I mean, there has to be somebody with the TV show that, that sits there and watches the full finished product before it's sent off to the network to air, right? Yeah, well, we do in our studio, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, as far as the network is concerned, I don't know. Right, um, right. So, yeah. so like, like, is there, like, a screening? Like, yes. Okay, so, and, and, okay, that's cool. Always, always. Yeah, that's interesting. And, yeah. I mean, I, in terms of, like, there's a screening... For us, right. and then they're, they do more changes. Yeah. Um, and then we don't see it again, but I'm sure that, you know, the director sees it and mm. other people see it. So, yeah. so, yes, yes. I mean, it goes through several phases, and I'm sure that uh, a movie does, you know, that lay, you know, with a movie, they'll have dailies yeah. and they'll have yeah. all of that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as using copyrighted images, um, yeah, I, all I can, all I can imagine is that it was just different back then. Yeah. The way they did it. Because we would never, ever, ever be able to get away with that no. nowadays. No, no, no. Um, nobody would. Nobody would take the risk. Either. Right. Right. So yeah, it's just very strange. So it's really interesting, but I mean that seems to be the reason, and and I get like how that can really get tangled up in in usage rights and stuff like that. Although, mm -hmm. uh, like I I wish like I, I get that you have to protect material, but. Like, it's, it's so dumb to care at this point about some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I know someone's it really does really care, but... seem It does seem kind of dumb, but uh, you know what? It's gotten even worse, which is the funny part of it, yeah. about it. So. Yeah. so, anyway, that's probably why we can't find it. Um, who knows if, if it's ever going to be on Disney+. Plus? That'd be cool. I, I, I'm pissed that, uh, that, that the um, Muppet Show is not on Disney+. Plus. I don't understand why that's not. And, and maybe... Well, don't get me started about all the things that I'm pissed that isn't on Disney+. Plus. But oh. that would be an, an entirely different podcast. Well, I know with... with Because I thought maybe the Muppet Show might not be on there because Disney might not really own the rights. But when I looked at it, it looks like Disney distributed home video versions of it. So Yeah, I, I yeah. Maybe it's coming. I mean, I have a feeling that they're going to be releasing things. I mean, by the time that this That's episode true. airs, we're probably going to know exactly what's going on with Disney+. Plus. But speaking of Disney+, Plus, I did want to bring this up before we, we dive out of this minute. Huh. Um, because we're talking about cute, adorable baby versions of classic characters. Oh, no. Uh, I have to bring spoiler up Baby Yoda. Alert. It's not a spoiler anymore. Oh, okay. Baby Baby Yoda on on the Disney Plus uh, the Mandalorian is reminds me of these Muppet babies oh, and totally. the idea. Yeah, it was just one of those moments where I was like, "Wow, that was just it's just some weird sort of stroke of fate that we're going to be doing the Muppet babies this week because uh, that's what I thought of when I was watching that, um, and it was so cute. And it just feels like the same sort of rules are in place when you're designing baby versions of classic familiar characters. Mm -hmm. I mean. A baby Yoda could drop right into this scene and he would fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just so cute. Anyway, I had to give baby Yoda a shout out, even though it's not Yoda. I'm sure it's something else. But I have to give it a shout out. Anyway. Is uh, baby oh, Yoda one of the coolest Star Wars things ever to happen? Uh, absolutely. 100% yes. correct. Yes. 
Um, but I did want to have one more thing to say about this minute. And I wanted to say like right around the end, like the last couple seconds when Piggy is walking up to the Mm -hmm. piano, I just wanted to point out that it seems like there's probably somebody back there that's just cleverly hidden behind the piano because you can see a kind of shadow, you know? Oh, I see that between her legs there. Yeah. Kind of between her legs. There's like a shadow as if there's somebody back there, like working her, her legs and her and her body. Um, but well, I kind of can't figure out what is going on. I mean, maybe there's like a, um, there's gotta be like a, a hole or a, or an opening back there. That's being cleverly disguised by the piano, mm-hmm. uh, that somebody is standing in. Right. I mean, I, I like to try and figure out exactly how they're doing this because she's walking, like she's legit kind of walking over, kicking at least a couple steps into place. Um, so anyway, I just I wanted to point that out that in terms of the mechanics of what's going on, I can't quite tell. But. So, uh, uh, well, yeah, no, there's lots of movement there. I was gonna think it's about something like robotic, and that's just something pushing her forward. But there's too much movement there. Uh, yeah, good call. No, I think it's there's real. Well, I think it's puppetry. Yeah. yeah, I just can't figure out exactly how, but I can see it. I can see that there's somebody there. Um, this, this, we'll, we'll discuss this nursery maybe next minute, but I'm sure that there, it, it's set up in all different kinds of ways, uh, well, for people to be underneath the floor and, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and as far as I could tell, I mean, you said someone, I mean, as far as I can tell, it's the puppeteers of the adult version. So, I mean, that should oh, be really? Frank Oz. I, Even I mean, though he's, uh, well, we'll find out tomorrow not doing the voice. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. They're doing the voice here. It's just an animated show that that they that the puppeteers don't end up oh, doing the voices. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I misunderstood yeah. that. Okay, well, that's good to know. That makes more sense then. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, it should be that this is, you know, Jim and Frank and everybody. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Forget what I said. That's all right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the lyrics here in this minute before we leave this minute. We have... Uh, an original song by Jeff Moss uh, titled I'm Gonna Always Love You, mostly sung by Baby Piggy. Mm-hmm. So some interesting lyrics, uh, n- not really in this first minute, but in later minutes, we get some interesting lyrics to this song. So the song starts off, no matter what my life may bring. Also some really interesting rhyming schemes, I feel here. Um no matter what my life may bring, no matter what I may do, be sure of one special thing. I'm going to always be loving you. So it starts off really slow, and then it turns into a really up-speed, up-speed, speed up, no, up-tempo. Uh, up-tempo, up, up-beat, up there we go. is the word I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. Up-tempo beat, um, and she goes into the line, I'm going to be a movie star. So um, okay. Already we could tell from this first minute, is that it feels like knowing what we know about the Muppet Babies, um, it feels like maybe it's going to head down that that road of them kind of dreaming of what it would be like once they become adults and get out into the real world. So right, right, yeah. It does. It does seem to already be kind of a precursor precursor mm-hmm. to what we're going to see on the show. So that's yeah. cool. All right. So um, I think we talked a lot about it. anything specifically else about minute fifty two. Uh, nope. No. All right. I love. I do love Kermit rocking on that rocking horse, but we'll talk more yeah. about that tomorrow. Well, too. We'll see. It's that. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So again, 
lots of there's going to be lots of notes, lots of citations this week. Um, we looked up uh, lots of Muppet Baby stuff. I did lots of research about Muppet Babies. Uh, maybe even watched an episode or two. You know, it happens when you go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, check us out at MuppetsMinute.com uh, Check out the show notes There's going to be links there Definitely check out that Defunct Land video Set some time and uh, go watch that This episode's about 25 minutes long So uh, go check it out um, Other than that We'll be back tomorrow for Minute 53 Of Muppets Minute Muppets Minute